You're listening to CAC Radio, Eastern Kentucky's best internet radio station. Do you have a home church? Are you looking for a place that you can bring your family and receive love and encouragement? Then welcome to Cornerstone Apostolic Church, where you'll find a safe place for you and your family, a place where praise and worship is encouraged and the preaching and teaching of God's Word is anointed and fulfilling. No matter where you are on your journey in life or your journey with the Lord, you'll find what you're looking for at Cornerstone Apostolic Church. On behalf of Pastor McKinney and the Congregation of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, we would like to invite you and your family to come and visit with us. We feel that you will enjoy the Spirit-filled atmosphere as we worship the Lord together in spirit and in truth. We have Sunday school classes for all ages, Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and 11 a.m., and Wednesday evening service at 7 p.m. The adults meet in the main sanctuary, while the youth meet in the CAC Youth Sanctuary. You can also catch our services live by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link during our regular and special scheduled services. If you missed a service, you can still watch that service in its entirety by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the video archives link. Come on out to Cornerstone Apostolic Church and experience the power of Pentecost. We hope to see you in future services. Welcome to a little bit of church every day. Home Bible Study 21st Century Style. CAC Daily iCast is aired Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Simply go to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link. You can join us for our radio broadcast Sundays at 9.30 a.m. on WQHY-FM 95.5 out of Prestonburg, Kentucky. You can also go to q95fm.net whether you live on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world. That's q95fm.net. You can also catch the television broadcast Sundays at 10 a.m. on the Tri-State CW, that's WQCW-TV. And you can watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 p.m. on Mountaintop Media TV. And if you don't get those cable channels or satellite service, you can still watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 simply by going to mountaintopmedia.com. You can follow CAC Daily iCast on Facebook at CAC Daily. Follow our Phelps campus at CAC Phelps I, our Pikeville campus at Pikeville Apostolic, and Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. We're also on Twitter at CAC Daily iCast, the Phelps campus at CAC Phelps, the Pikeville campus at Pike UPC, and you can connect with Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. You can call in and leave your prayer requests and praise reports at 606-282-4108 or email those prayer requests and praise reports to cacdaily at cacphelps.org or cacdaily at cornerstoneapostolic.org. Let's now join Pastor McKinney as he takes us through another study in the Word. Praise the Lord, everybody, and welcome to another CAC Daily iCast on this snowy, cold day here in East Kentucky. I was setting up my phone earlier and actually uh, clicked on it before I had it all set up, but you can see that uh, right here, and I'll try to get a little bit of uh, 
maybe a better picture here. Anyway, <clears throat> I'm having a little trouble with my camera orientation. I don't know why, why that is like it is, but I'll disconnect that, and then we'll get back to uh, maybe getting the proper, the proper one lined out. <laughs> but anyway, we'll show that to you just a little bit later in the broadcast uh, because uh, we want to look outside and we got probably about looks like about three and a half four inches of snow already this morning still snowing and 27 degrees outside my window pane yeah i know i know more snow on the way too yeah so uh that's all uh coming our way <laughs> It's a Friday. It's going to be a Friday all day long. And, uh, yeah, the road's done been scraped, done covered back up, and uh, snow's still steady. It's not uh, It's not really uh, like pouring the snow, but it is a steady snow. And uh, as cold as it is at 27 degrees, anything that falls is going to stick. So might as well. And I just got... The first four or five inches cleared off, and now there's about four more inches out there. So this must be the way it feels like living in New York. But anyway, glad that you've joined us today. Hope you'll stick around. we got some great stuff lined up for you on this cold and wintry day. Of course, uh, looking at our weather as the main uh, weather maker between now and the bottom of the hour when we have our teaching session but uh friday uh is the day and of course it's the 19th day of january it is the 11th or the 19th day of the year and this is the 11th episode of this year that we've been able to have and so it's going to be 28 degrees three to six inches of snow and the winter storm warning is going to last until 7 a.m in the morning so keep that in mind three to six inches and then saturday 16 that is for the high i know i know go figure but if you'll hang on it's going to get up in the 50s next week <laughs> that's right <laughs> so uh 16 for the high tomorrow three to six inches of snow Little snow at times in the morning with little to or no accumulation, otherwise frigid with low clouds. Storm total snowfall by Saturday, 7 a.m., 3 to 6 inches. So we may just get that 6 inches total by the time we uh, reach in the morning. And if it stays this cold, then, of course, the snow's not going to melt off of our parking lot and we will just have to uh, figure out what we're going to do about services on Sunday. So stay tuned for that. Also, uh, Monday, look at Monday. We go from 25 tomorrow to 45 on Monday, 
49 on Tuesday, 52 on Wednesday, and 57 on Thursday, and 53 on Friday. What about that? Good, warm weather. Even it says on Friday, a thunderstorm next Friday. So, yeah. Well, that's what's happening in our little portion of the world. And I hope you're having a better weather day than we're having. Maybe the sun's shining. Maybe you're in an area where it's 70 degrees. You're kicked back and relaxed and uh, all of that. But uh, anyway, uh, we, uh, we are in a snowy cycle right now in East Kentucky. I'll try to get that picture si- uh, brought up for you here in just a moment of the snow. But uh, let's just go through our process today. Of course, looking at our current uh, radar conditions you can see that uh, right here in our little portion of East Kentucky, we are covered up with snow. And it looks like that snow is going to be around us until in the morning. And uh, the weatherman was talking about uh, what he calls uh, streaks or uh, fingers. And uh, if you want to know what those are, then it's these little these little bands that look like fingers. Uh, and he said that uh, the way that that's going to be, especially right here, they're going to come and they're going to come right over our area. So uh, these may go south to us, us. These may go a little south unless the, the you know, jet stream gets a hold of them and takes them across us. But we do have some of those little bands, and those will be the late um, or early Friday morning snow that will happen on Friday. Well, maybe, maybe that's, uh, uh, you know, just the way it's going to be this winter. We'll have snow and then get up to 50-some degrees and then maybe dip back down. But um, I think they're giving out snow again, um, not not too long down the road from now. But anyway, glad that you've joined us today. And uh, we got some things lined up for you that we'll be doing. We got our Bible reading. We're reading our way through the Old Testament. And once we get through the Old Testament, we're just going to continue right through the New Testament. So if you stick around long enough, you can say that you've read through the Bible right here on CAC Daily iCast. And looking at our announcements, We want to make sure that everybody knows all what's going on here at CAC. Uh, We got the gathering for the youth. That'll be at the Christian Community Center, January 26th, 6 to 8 p.m. And then uh, Section 3 Rally coming up Friday, February the 2nd at 7.30 p.m. Grayson, UPC, Grayson, Kentucky. Men's meeting, first Monday of the month, February the 5th, will be our next one at 6 p.m. And then KYC is going to be Friday and Saturday, February the 16th and 17th, Northeast Christian Church, Lexington, Kentucky, Speaker Josh Carson. Section 3 Conference, February the 22nd and 23rd. And, of course, our youth service, we'd like to invite all ages to come out and be up to 18. Then you have to go into the adult class. And let's see what else we got going on. Let's look at our prayer requests. Of course, we have 
a long list, but we want to read about the last five of these. And uh, let's remember Danny Ratliff, Leona Guzlan Little, Sheila Sparkman, Debbie Ratliff, and Pam Bartley. Let's remember all of these in prayer that the Lord will just move in a mighty miraculous way for each and every one of them. And if you have a prayer request, you can send those in by calling in our prayer line, 606-282-4108, or you can email us, prayer at cornerstoneapostolic.org. Let's go to the Lord in prayer as we ask the Lord to bless the broadcast today. Lord, we come before your presence, and we thank you, Lord, for everything that you do for us. We thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to be able to meet with your people from all across the U.S. and around the world. Thank you, Lord, for allowing us to utilize this platform that we can teach your word literally to the world. I pray, Lord, that you would move in a mighty miraculous way for each and every one who is on our prayer list, that you will reach down and give healing to those that need healed, help to those that need help, and strength to those that need strength. And Lord, I pray that you would give direction and provision unto all. Lord, I pray that you would put a hedge of protection around all of us and protect us from the pandemics, the plagues, and the pestilence and the evil of the day. And Lord, we love you and we give you praise. Bless the broadcast today that it will be a blessing to others, but most of all, bring honor unto you. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen. Well, let's see what uh, we can get into here. Let's just jump right into our Bible reading, and then hopefully we can get you a live shot of the snow outside. Here we go. First Chronicles chapter 11. Then all Israel gathered themselves to David unto Hebron, saying, Behold, we are thy bone and thy flesh. And moreover, in time past, even when Saul was king, thou wast he that leddest out and broughtest in Israel. And the Lord thy God said unto thee, Thou shalt feed my people Israel, and thou shalt be ruler over my people Israel. Therefore came all the elders of Israel to the king, to Hebron. And David made a covenant with them in Hebron before the Lord. And they anointed David king over Israel, according to the word of the Lord by Samuel. And David and all Israel went to Jerusalem, which is Jebus, where the Jebusites were the inhabitants of the land. And the inhabitants of Jebus said to David, Thou shalt not come hither. Nevertheless, David took the castle of Zion, which is the city of David. And David said, Whosoever smiteth the Jebusites first shall be chief and captain. So Joab, the son of Zeruiah, went first up and was chief. And David dwelt in the castle. Therefore they called it the city of David. And he built the city round about, even from Millo round about. And Joab repaired the rest of the city. So David waxed greater and greater, for the Lord of hosts was with him. These also are the chief of the mighty men whom David had, who strengthened themselves with him in his kingdom and with all Israel, to make him king according to the word of the Lord concerning Israel. And this is the number of the mighty men whom David had, Jeshobiam and Hakmonite, the chief of the captains. He lifted up his spear against three hundred slain by him at one time. And
did have a little hiccup right there with the audio. And, uh, yeah, it was just, I told you it's going to be a Friday all day long. And, uh, usually if things go a little crazy, it's usually on Friday for some reason. I don't know why that, you know, Mondays is usually the, the days that people have a little hiccups and, and off days, but seems like that it's, uh, it's on ours today and Friday, of course. But uh, we were showing you the uh, the snow, and of course, uh, with that, we was, uh, you know, trying to let you see what's going on outside. Let's see if I can do that and still keep my audio. And uh, so you can see we got about, uh, the road doesn't have but about an inch on it right now, but uh, we've got about three and a half, four inches all together you can see on top of the mailbox there and uh, well it's just continuing to snow not as heavy as it was but uh, nevertheless it is continuing to snow so we're going to continue on with the broadcast how about that and uh, we want to uh, mention our birthdays that we did not mention earlier so uh, we have several folks who have birthdays today and we want to uh, make sure that we let you know about them so uh, let's see if I can speed that up just a little bit and then uh, it may go just a little bit faster so today's birthday brother George Akers 60 years old it's either him or his wife one and uh, Charles Adams, Jeff Anderson, Lonzo Morrow, and uh, Josh Stedman, happy birthday, and Keisha Wolford, happy birthday to all of these from all of us right here on CAC Daily iCast. We hope you have a great one. And hope you will continue to uh, have great birthdays many years to come. So, happy birthday. Well, let's see what else we can get into because it is about 24 after the top of the hour. And, of course, we need to get our trivia question in, right? Because we always like to put on our thinking caps and see what's happening. So, here we go. Time is it? I tell you what time it is. It's time for another CAC trivia question of the day. CAC trivia question of the day is brought to you by Cornerstone Apostolic Church and the Apostolic Voice of Phelps radio and television broadcast. The radio broadcast is heard every Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. on WQHY FM 95.5 out of Prestonburg, Kentucky. 
You can also go to q95fm.net and click on the Listen Live link Sunday mornings at 9.30 a.m. Whether you live on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world, that's q95fm.net. You can also watch the Apostolic Voice of Phelps television broadcast Sundays at, well, 10 a.m. on WQCW-TV, the Tri-State CW. And you can also watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 p.m. on Mountaintop Media TV. And if you don't get those cable channels or satellite service, you can still watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 simply by going to mountaintopmedia.com. Well, today's trivia question. What region, the dwelling place of Ruth, was named after the son of Lot, or a son of Lot? What region, the dwelling place of Ruth, was named after a son of Lot? All you got to do is go to the Facebook page of CAC Daily, click on the link, it'll take you where you need to go, and we'll have the results of that on tomorrow's broadcast. And speaking of results... We do have the results of yesterday's trivia question, which is this. What miraculously appeared on Gideon's fleece? And out of those that participated, it looks like 100% of you got it correct. And 100% got the correct answer. Do. Dew was upon the fleece. That's found in Judges chapter 6, verse 38. So 100% of you got it correct. Thank you for participating in that. And you can get today's correct. What region, the dwelling place of Ruth, was named after a son of Lot? All you got to do is go to the Facebook page of CAC Daily. Click on the link. It'll take you where you need to go. And we'll have the results of that on tomorrow's broadcast. It's time now for us to do 60 seconds with the pastor. If you got a minute, then you got time for 60 seconds with the pastor. Praise the Lord, everybody, and welcome to 60 Seconds with the Pastor. In 1 John 4 and 4, it says, Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Do you ever feel outnumbered? Do you ever feel like you're being challenged on every level of your faith? Do you sometimes feel like the Goliaths of this world are winning the battle? Sometimes we just need to be reminded of who lives in us. The New Living Translation says it this way, But you belong to God, my dear children. You've already won a victory over these people because the spirit that lives in you is greater than the spirit who lives in the world. The greater lives in you. 
and that is 60 seconds with the pastor. If you got a minute, then you got time for 60 seconds with the pastor. And we got about another minute, so let's see if we can uh, kind of get our uh, our uh, Commonwealth Minute squeezed in here uh, before we go to our break for our teaching session. So here we go. Welcome to the Commonwealth Minute. Here's your host, Richard Nelson. Kentucky's birth rate increased by over 3% last year, and it's being attributed to the state's ban on abortion. In practical terms, this means that an additional 1,700 babies were born that would not have been otherwise. Now think about that for a moment. A total of 1,700 children who would have been aborted are now alive. Several statewide news outlets and political leaders are criticizing abortion restrictions and have highlighted egregious cases of sexual assault that result in pregnancy, which, by the way, is very rare. Now, this statistic puts the issue of elective abortion into perspective. It also puts a face on human beings that were once considered a choice or a problem. This addition of 1,700 new Kentuckians into the Commonwealth is good news, especially for those babies who didn't know that they were once considered a choice. Find us on Facebook and Twitter at CPC for Kentucky and on the web at CommonwealthPolicyCenter.org. And that was the Commonwealth Policy Center. Abortion ban leads to increased birth rates. Yeah, well, 1,700, I think they mentioned, more were born. So that's 1,700 babies that would not be alive today. And it is time for us to take our 30-second or so break. We sometimes are a little bit more trying to get everything ready. But we got to take our break, so we don't want you to touch that any key. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Wow. 
requests. Employees reports at 606-282-4108 or email those prayer requests and praise reports to cacdaily at cacfolks.org or cacdaily at cornerstoneapostolic.org. Let's now join Pastor McKinney as he takes us through another study in the Word. Praise the Lord, everybody, and welcome to another seat. Daily iCast as we bring you just a little bit of home Bible study, 21st century style. We certainly appreciate you joining us on this snowy, cold morning, 27 degrees here in East Kentucky, and the snow is falling. Got about... Oh, about four inches of snow out there. And so um, I guess we're just going to have snow today and tomorrow, a little bit in the morning, and then going to get up in the 50s next week. So, yeah, we'll enjoy that. 50s in January. Pretty good. But we want to jump right into our study today. We're going to pick up where we left off yesterday, and we are in the book of Revelation And again, Revelation is full of uh, symbolism. It's full of types and shadows. And uh, we have to try to make sure that we uh, know uh, what is what. And we try our best to give you that information. So we want to pick up. We'll close out on chapter 17 here today. But we want to pick up on verse number 15. And he saith unto me, The waters which thou sawest, where the whore sitteth, are peoples, and multitudes, and nations, and tongues. And the ten horns which thou sawest upon the beast, these shall hate the whore, and shall make her desolate and naked, and shall eat her flesh, and burn her with fire. For God hath put in their hearts to fulfill his will, and to agree and give their kingdom unto the beast until the words of God shall be fulfilled. And the woman which thou sawest is the great city which reigneth over the kings of the earth. Now, there's some things here that uh, as we study this, it's going to uh, be something that is really more um, opinionated, Uh, And I will not give you uh, my personal opinion. I'll just tell you what others say and how other scholars are describing this scene. So we want to go to the Lord in prayer as we have today's study. And this will be lesson number 1,143 of our study through the word. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, we come before your presence and thank you for this opportunity that you blessed us to be gathered here today to study your word. I pray that you would bless us, Lord, that we will rightly divide the word of truth, expound it fully, and that we will all leave here uh, better than we came with more knowledge. And Lord, I'm thankful that I know you. I'm thankful that I understand who you are and that you will never be defeated. And Lord, we're going to give you the praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Well, looking at this... um, particulars of starting in verse number 15. Um, As we said, Revelation is full of symbolism. It's full of uh, things like um, um, 
you know, types and shadows and, and examples, if you will. Uh, so with that said, uh, we want to try our best to connect what we read to uh, the events and how to recognize uh, who it's talking about. So we want to uh, kind of just give you a little bit of uh, uh, insight, if we could, uh, to Revelation chapter 17. And uh, this, um, this false church that John saw, uh, this um, scene of, of power and authority, economical power, uh, military power, and religious power, all kind of uh, coming together uh, under one rule, one world government. Now, you'll hear that quite often even in our day today. Uh, people, even our uh, presidents, all the way going back to, uh, I think it might have been uh, maybe George Bush or even before, uh, every now and then this phrase would come out of their speeches and they would say, a one world government, a one world uh, and they was talking about how we all want to live under the banner of peace. And we got to always remember what the Bible says when they say peace and safety, sudden destruction cometh. So with that said, uh, we want to uh, be able to study this and understand that uh, these things that we are reading are going to be actual events that take place sometime in our future. We may be alive, we may not be alive. You may be alive, you may not be alive. So these are things that are information. These are not things that you need to know for salvation. And that's why I, I tell people all the time, because they want to know, oh, well, where did you know Cain uh, get his wife? And where where did this happen? And, and why did that happen? And all of this. And I keep trying to refocus people the number one thing that all of us need to understand is simply, what must I do to be saved? Be saved. Repent. Get baptized in Jesus' name. Get filled with the Holy Ghost. Follow the word of the Lord because this information that we are receiving during these teachings are not information that is salvation issues. It, it really is not going to matter whether you understand who uh, the beast is or who, uh, you know, the Antichrist is. Uh, but what is going to matter is, do you know Jesus? And so I want to stress that because that's really what Revelation is all about. Revelation, even though it has information about futuristic events and all of these things, we understand it is just the revelation of Jesus Christ. He is King of Kings and Lord of Lords. So uh, with that, I want to pick up at verse 15 as we kind of just break it down uh, verse by verse. And he saith unto me, The waters which thou sawest where the whore sitteth are, and the waters are peoples, multitudes, nations, and tongues. So it's, it's very revealing right here. You don't have to guess what, the waters are. Uh, the waters represent people. It represents multitudes. It represents nations and tongues. So this, this is very telling 
who sits on many waters. And that is um, realizing that, uh, and, you know, when we talk about who this is, it's talking about, uh, you know, first of all, it's got mystery, uh, Babylon. Uh, so we can talk about Babylon and and get a little information here and begin to look how that Babylon, not only an ancient city and a powerful empire, but also the symbol of man's rebellion against God. It is something that represents the beast world system, particularly its economic and political aspects. So I kind of want to bring this in, and some people say, well, is it going to be an actually uh, old Babylon? Is it going to be, uh, you know, in, uh, in that region of the world? Some people says, well, uh, where will the Antichrist uh, capital, if you will, be his headquarters, where he rules? And uh, some people says it's possibly Rome. Some people says possibly Jerusalem. Some people says Babylon. Others have even speculated the UN headquarters, which is located in New York City. So... Many scholars equate Babylon in chapter 18 with Rome. And I think that's kind of where we uh, lean to. If I was leaning toward an understanding, that's what I would lean toward. Uh, Because of the simple thing that um, Peter used Babylon as a a word uh, or reference, if you will, to Rome in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 13. And John's readers would definitely think of the Roman Empire headquarters. So uh, with the revising of the old Roman Empire, I'm leaning toward it being stationed or headquarters in Rome. And, uh, you know, um, does the Bible literally say that? No. But everything that you put together, the pieces of the puzzle, uh, you begin to see that it leans toward that. And that's why I say I lean toward uh, the belief that it is referring to Rome. Um, And Rome, the seven hills of Rome, of course, we discussed that yesterday. So bringing all of that into our understanding, uh, we see that here um, it is a ruling and an oversight um, of many people, multitudes, nations, and tongues. And with that said, I think it's important that we grab onto that uh, and and see how uh, this is going to be the unification, unification of all, um, of all, uh, uh, you know, faults idolatrous religion as well as the uh, economy and uh, also the military. It's going to be all that wrapped up in uh, and under the authority of this one who sits upon many uh, waters. So with that said, uh, this is the unification, as we said, of all... um, all uh, false religions, idolatrous religions, 
Because you got to remember, the Antichrist is not just about economic things in the in the future. It's not just about military in the future. It's it's about religion. That's why everything that's coming together today that is evil, deceptive, and trying to uh, push the church out or push the church into a corner, getting the church to bow. Uh, you know, uh, I think back when they didn't want churches to gather together. Now you know what they're saying? Social distance, distancing meant nothing. It didn't help. It didn't hurt, but it didn't help And with the pandemic. So with all of that, we see that uh, this was a, a uh, suppressing of the church, the true church. It was, it was trying to get the church to bow to their ideology. Ideologies can become religion, religions. Think about, uh, you know, the ideology of, of uh, Jim Jones. It became a religion. The ideology of David Koresh, it became a religion. The ideology of, um, of so many others that we could just, uh, you know, get a list and start saying here was just started with ideology. So ideologies can become religions. So this world's ideology is changing, if you notice. It's starting to say if you don't let the government, you know, take care of your every need, they know what's best for us. And now they're even saying they know what's best for us about voting. You know, um, I always think it's interesting that, uh, and I don't want to get into the political arena of this, but since we are studying the Antichrist, it is going to be dealing with politics. Um, I think it's interesting that people uh, of one party or the other, doesn't matter if it's Republican or Democrat, always want to try to narrow it down to just one party. You know what a one party is? A one party is communism because if you don't have any opposition to counteract anything, then that one party rules and reigns with their uh, ideologies. Uh, so I think it's interesting that that is the push is that uh, we, we don't need to be thinking for ourselves. We don't need, we don't know what's best for America. We don't know what's best for our lives, but the government does. Well, um, it's not a popular thing to talk about, but in the end, what is going to be set up, and I feel in Rome, is going to be a economical, military, religious, one world government. Everything will fall under that one umbrella which is a dangerous thing. Keep that in mind. It's a dangerous thing. But with that said, the unification of all false uh, idolatrous religions uh, represents uh, many um, religions that are uh, being embraced in our world today. I could go down and talk about the different ones that are false religions, and uh, people are embracing them today. They are going to come together in the last days under this umbrella of false religion. So the woman 
uh, pictures false religion that will dominate the world, um, uh, dominate people, multitudes, nations, and tongues. Uh, it won't be limited to any one church, but it will be like a combination of all these false teachings that come together under one rule, one rule. Um, you know, um, the inhabitants of the earth uh, will be uh, deceived. Uh, they will follow after. It will, it will appear this is um, something that will help them. This is something they need. They, they will be in a time where they need uh, economical stability, where they will need military protection, where they will need, uh, you know, uh, religion. But it's not going to be true. It's all going to be false. It's all going to be misleading, deceptive. And that's why we have to understand today, keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep serving the Lord with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Don't allow this world to distract you into thinking that because something is big, something is popular, or something is is uh, is seemingly um, uh, expanding, that that's what you need to be a part of. Now, am I saying all that all expanding religions are false religions? No, but I'm saying this. Don't get wrapped up in thinking you have to be a part of something that is big and huge and all of that because you might be following a religion that's eventually going to fall under that umbrella of false religions. So keep that in mind. And then we go to uh, verse 16, and it talks about the ten horns, what John saw. Uh, the mystery of Babylon the Great uh, saw a woman uh, drunk with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. And then uh, we see this uh, uh, purple and scarlet colors, the splendor and magnificence and all of this of the one sitting on the beast. And uh, on her forehead was written, uh, which identifies her in more ways than one because Roman prostitutes, and I think this is interesting that one commentary said this, Roman prostitutes frequently wore a headband with their name engraved upon it. So um, in spite of all her glamour, you know, her clothing, scarlet, purple, got gold. Uh, remember what John saw and all of a sudden he marveled? Uh, in spite of all that, She's a prostitute. And, and you know, I think it's interesting that aren't we living in a world today that's allowing young ladies to dress like prostitutes today? Now you say, brother, there you go. You're getting on the dress code and you're, you're, you're really pushing your belief in, in, uh, in uh, clothing and separation. Yes, yes, I am. You know why? Because think about it. Back in the back 50 years ago, people didn't let their children go out of the house dressed like prostitutes. And what are you saying? Have you ever noticed how a prostitute dresses? They're, they're uh, you know, 
usually got scantily clothed bodies. They got uh, these these huge, uh, you know, shoes, platform shoes and things like that. I'm just saying what I see in America. And you know what? If we're not careful, we'll start imitating what will eventually draw people into total destruction and deception. Remember, this this woman that John saw, as decked out as she was, yeah, she was decked out, as decked out as she was, we got to remember she is a prostitute. She is a prostitute. So we got to keep that in mind. And, uh, of course, um, when John marveled with great amazement, he was amazed, uh, you know, just by looking at this scene, it just it just amazed him. And then the angel had to get his um, attention. Uh, we have to understand that the angel tells John that the harlot will be explained to him. I'm going to tell you what all this is about. And the angel just simply said, why did you marvel? Now, I want to recap all that because I want to bring you up to this point. Uh, the the beast carrying the woman is plainly connected with the beast of Revelation 13. Seven mountains associated with the beast. And here is the mind which hath wisdom. The seven heads are seven mountains. And many commentators, many people uh, regard this connection with Rome. So um, uh, Clark is a good example of this when he writes, this verse has been almost universally considered to allude to the seven hills upon which Rome originally stood. So the seven heads are seven mountains uh, representing seven kings and kingdoms. Now, um, when we look at this, Seen, and we begin to see how powerful, influential, if you will, that this uh, this one world government is. That it rules over people, it rules over nations, tongues, and multitudes. Uh, we find something else interesting. That it says, uh, "The ten horns which thou sawest upon the beast, these shall hate the whore." and shall make war, or make her desolate and naked, naked, and shall eat her flesh and burn her with fire. Now, that's that's interesting, because I want to uh, kind of uh, get this um, in perspective. Uh, the ten kings who have received no kingdom as yet, uh, you know, many people said, well, it's talking about the European uh, common market or the European nations. And um, some have have leaned toward that. Um, But these have one mind. And uh, as we said, many people have seen this as the European Union, formerly the European Economic Community, as potential fulfillment of this. Maybe, maybe not. But um, I think there, there, there are more 
that's going to be revealed as time goes on. Uh, and maybe people that had this idea changes and says, well, it wasn't all about that. It may be a little bit more uh, with this. So that's why I don't want to speculate because if I speculate and say, oh, well, this is this and this is this and this is this, then as we get closer, the revealing process, because remember, revelation literally means revealing uh and not only is it a revealing of Jesus, it's a revealing of things to come. But we find that if we're not careful, we will draw a conclusion and uh, try to build a religion on it or a stance on it. And then when it doesn't come to pass, then we say, oh, well, i got to change my stand. And the next thing you know, you're labeled as a false teacher and all of that. So that's why I'm very careful and, and I urge all ministry to be very careful when you're trying to uh, teach revelation or uh, prophecy that you don't get wrapped up in your own ideology and take that stand. And then when things are revealed in a greater way, you ended up being wrong. I remember there was this uh, person, I won't mention his name, but he was very prominent in... Uh, in the in the uh, Pentecostal uh, circuits, and uh, he was talking about how that uh, you know uh, the the end time was coming soon. Uh, he started talking about all of this taking place, uh, uh, sacrifices starting back, uh, red heifer, all these things, and and people was flying him all over the U.S and even around the world to talk about this prophecy because he was so convincing. Well, everything he prophesied and stood for, it didn't come to pass. You know, I, I'm, I'm kind of just as a pastor, maybe this is my pastoral care that kicks in, but I'm kind of uh, reluctant, I guess would be a good word, to start embracing someone who all of a sudden arises out of nowhere and becomes the most popular thing since sliced bread. And people say, oh, you got to get that guy. Oh, this guy's awesome. Oh, this guy's prophesying. This guy's talking about the future. This guy's really got it going. And many people almost made a following of this man and he ended up being a false teacher, false prophet, because he put some dates down that things would happen and it didn't happen. So I'm very careful, and I hope that you understand that. I'm very careful, cautious about putting dates on anything, or if the Bible is not clear, I don't like to say this is what it means. Uh, because if the Bible's not clear, how can it be clear to you and me? If the Bible doesn't literally talk about it and spell it out, I know that people say, well, I was praying and, the, and you know, uh, the Lord revealed this to me and revealed that to me. His word is forever settled in heaven. So I always go back to his word. Okay? The waters that... Um, John saw where the harlot sits 
Uh, she presides over peoples, multitudes, nations, and tongues. And this tell us, tells us the influence that she has over the world, worldwide, if you will. Um, a one-world religion. One-world religion. Beware of anyone that starts trying to say we all have to be a part of this fast-growing, interesting, intriguing movement. I don't even like it when people say Pentecostalism is a movement. In our movement, I don't like that terminology. And the reason I don't like that terminology is it, it, it talks about people's own um, ideas, I guess. And I know what they're saying. They're, they, maybe they don't mean it in a in a uh, negative way. But I believe that, as they say in our movement, uh, it becomes uh, something to me speaking negative things. But I want to I want to uh, just kind of close out with verse uh, or chapter number seventeen, and uh, we just have just about three verses left. But I want to just close out with this, going over a little bit today, I know. Uh, in verse number 16, the Antichrist allies or friends or who was supporting uh, the Antichrist agenda turn on the great harlot. And uh, when these turn on the great harlot, the Bible says these hate the harlot and make her desolate and naked and eat her flesh and burn her with fire. This violence against this harlot is so severe that, you know, it's like making someone uh, desolate and naked and then uh, just eating them up and then burning them with fire. It's kind of a, a judgment, if you will, of what people did sometimes in biblical times when they went into a place, they would rape the women. They would, they would uh, you know, strip them naked, rape them. Uh, then they would uh, destroy them and then burn their cities with fire and sometimes them with fire. So, when we read this reference, we know that it's just total overthrow, a total overthrow of the harlot. So uh, the Antichrist will not tolerate any worship except of himself. Remember, the devil always, Lucifer, always wanted the worship. That's what happened in heaven. That's what got him kicked out of heaven. So the Antichrist, who is being fueled by the devil, you know, Satan, he will not tolerate any worship except of himself. The son of perdition who exposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped. So he sits in the temple of God showing himself that he is God. This is Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 3 and 4. Write that down because you need to go back and read that and study that again. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 3 and 4. 
once the power of the harlot, the influence of the harlot is, um, is um, overthrown, once the power has been consolidated, the Antichrist no longer needs the help of religious Babylon. Don't need that help anymore. So what happens? Well, the work begins to dismantle and destroy this woman, this harlot. Okay? I believe that when we, as we close today, as we see this, God hath put in their hearts to fulfill his will. God's will will be fulfilled, right? God has a will, and he will fulfill that. And so he sets up things to come against things, to tear down things. Remember, he sets kingdoms up. He tears kingdoms down. God is in complete control. So even in uh, Pharaoh's time, God did things so that, uh, you know, um, the children of Israel would not be released, even though, uh, you know, Pharaoh's heart was hardened. And, and you can read, go back and read, and it talks about the Lord being involved in some of the things that happen. And, and so with that, I just want to say he will have his will fulfilled. You think Judas was in the will of the Lord? That's not a really a trick question, but you say, oh, no, he got out of the will of the Lord when he got greedy and and, uh, you know, betrayed the Lord and all of this. Uh, didn't the Lord have to be betrayed so that he would be crucified, so that we could have forgiveness of sins? So everything that happens, sometimes you might say, well, I don't think God was in that. We have to be careful because God's will will be performed. It will be performed. So here we see, for God hath put in their hearts, and I will bring this up on full screen as we close, hath put in their hearts to fulfill his will and to agree and give their kingdom unto the beast. I think that's that's important because if we're not careful, um, you know, um, look at what it says, until the words of God shall be fulfilled. God will fulfill his word. He will accomplish what his word says. He will use people. He will use individuals. And you might say, well, why would he use individuals to uh, do this bad work? Uh, we have to remember uh not everybody's loving the Lord. Not everybody's going to serve the Lord. Not everybody's going to follow the Lord. And God knows who those people are. We don't know. We don't know. You know, we don't know if somebody's uh, really good or evil, uh, but God does. So those people that are already intent, already sold out to evil, already desiring to do evil, uh, 
he he remember what the Bible says, and I want to close with this because I know it's I know it's kind of jumping around, discombobulated just for a moment. But remember that the Lord creates good, He creates evil, He creates light, He creates darkness, He creates it all. He's in charge of it all. So for his will to be performed, he will use the people he has to use, whether it's to do the things that that we would look at and say, oh, I don't understand why God would allow that or God would use that person in that manner because his will has to be fulfilled. Look at what it says. Until the words of God, until the words of God, shall be fulfilled. I like that. And the woman which thou sawest is the great city which reigneth over the kings of the earth. With that said, uh, you know, we can we can close with this. That great city. In uh, John's day, who was the great city in John's day? Rome. Rome was. Rome was, remember the Roman government, uh, you look at uh, who crucified Jesus, even though it was the religious people of the day that instigated it because they were tied in and intertwined with the Roman government. So in John's day, um, who reigned over the kings of the earth? Rome. So we have to keep going back to Rome. And with that said, I do want to close because Rome was political, economic, and religious center of the world during John's time. The reviving of the old Roman Empire, that lets us know it's coming back. Where is it coming back to? More than likely, I lean toward Rome. That's why this woman which thou sawest is that great city which reigneth over the kings of the earth. I want to close with that, and I want us to go to the Lord in prayer, and I want us to ask the Lord to um, help us uh, to understand his word and to rightly divide the word of truth and not get wrapped up in things that maybe uh, we don't know or are fully understood or explained in the word, and not get out in left field but to stay focused on one thing these events are coming but the most thing is Jesus is coming will you be ready let's pray Lord I thank you for the study today I pray that we have rightly divided the word of truth expounded it fully unto the people if we have misrepresented or misinterpreted your word in any way forgive us Lord and help us to make it right our desire is to teach your word line upon line and precept upon precept. I pray, Lord, that you would help us today to understand this information is important to understand. But the most important thing is to know that you're coming and we need to keep our eyes on you. We need to keep serving you. So help us, Lord, in our studies that we will always look to you, the author and the finisher of our faith, our Lord and Savior, our God and King. For it's all in the mighty name of Jesus we ask and pray. Amen.
that will wrap up our teaching for this uh, Friday and this week. Had a great uh, week of teachings, and if you want to go back and watch them again, you can do so. They are on the archives. But uh, we'll pick up in Chapter 18 on Monday, so keep that in mind. And uh, we hope to get back on track with uh, teaching and and uh, starting our week out next week uh, with with the teaching. We do have some things that's coming up next week that may interfere with a broadcast or two, but we'll just have to wait and see uh, because I don't want to uh, I don't want to cancel these broadcasts. We've already had to cancel uh, some already. In fact, we've canceled eight broadcasts. Uh, well, not eight, but uh, I forget now how many it is. It's it's somewhere in that neighborhood. We don't do a broadcast on Saturday and Sunday, but this is the 11th episode uh, of this year, and this is the 19th day. So um, ever how many uh, weekend days we've had, you can subtract that from that eight, and that tells you how many we've already missed. So it's been one, two, or three that we've already missed uh, but uh, we want to make sure that we get as many as we can in this year because if we get uh, 200 or more in this year, we will have over 2,300 episodes when we celebrate our 11th anniversary service in December. Well, uh, we do have our trivia question up and running. What what region, the dwelling place of... Ruth was named after a son of Lot. I want to say that again. What, what, um, what region, the dwelling place of Ruth, was named after a son of Lot? Sorry for the distractions. We had several during the broadcast, but, uh, well, that's the way it goes here. It ain't Perry Mason walking around disturbing things me trying to get things going that don't want to go anyway hope you enjoyed the broadcast hope we'll see you on monday and uh, what region the dwelling place group was named after a son of life all you gotta do is go to the facebook page of cac daily click on the link it'll take you where you need to go everybody have a great weekend on this snowy day here in east kentucky 28 degrees outside we're out of here On behalf of Pastor McKinney and the Congregation of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, we would like to invite you and your family to come and visit with us. We feel that you will enjoy the spirit-filled atmosphere as we worship the Lord together in spirit and in truth. We have Sunday school classes for all ages, Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and 11 a.m., and Wednesday evening service at 7 p.m. The adults meet in the main sanctuary, while the youth meet in the CAC Youth Sanctuary. You can also catch our services live by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link during our regular and special scheduled services. If you missed a service, you can still watch that service in its entirety by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the video archives link. Come on out to Cornerstone Apostolic Church and experience the power of Pentecost. We hope to see you in future services.